Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse with me, Steve Morton. On my own today, uh, Corrine is travelling, so um, you've got to put up with me today and I shall talk to myself as it were. <laughs> anyway, good afternoon everyone, or good day to you all. Today I'm going to um, cover a topic that I've been meaning to sort of cover as part of the podcast for some time. Um, and it's sort of loosely arranged uh, around our, it's not planning per se. It, it's more about, you know, how we share information, specifically in this case, um, videos that we see. There's this large number of sort of video platforms now, the obvious one being YouTube, obviously, um, but people post videos to Facebook and people do Facebook Live things and uh, Periscope, which is another live one. And I think you can also do them on Instagram and things like that these days as well. So you can get your video fix in so many different ways. It, it's sort of silly almost. Nigh impossible to keep up with as well, I would, I would think. So... If you are already doing videos, then please carry on listening because there might be a few tips for you here um, that you'd not considered or you might not be doing. Or if you are doing everything, brilliant. You're, you know, thumbs up all around. But if you're new and you're considering doing it, uh, wanting to sort of venture into doing videos about your planners and layouts and all this sort of stuff, then I hope to be able to give you some useful tips um, that will, you know, possibly save you the day. Because I know from bitter experience myself, um, doing video and getting the video right, the picture a bit and the audio a bit right, and getting your words right as well, is is not easy. But anyway, we'll, we'll see what we can come up with. So what do you actually need to to do to record a video? Well, obviously a camera of some sort, although a lot of people these days use their smartphones, myself included, because it's simple and straightforward. There are some limitations, of course, um, about the quality you get from a, a phone camera, but to, in, to most people, intents and purposes that you know that's most probably going to be good enough there's no need to go out and start investing in, in expensive camera gear um just to do youtube videos of one sort or another it, it where i say youtube i'm sort of you know covering sort of the generic topic now because um it covers all of them really so in addition to a camera um i highly recommend um, some form of tripod or some form of camera support to keep the thing steady and also to give you both hands free. I'm sure we have all watched someone struggle <laughs> to do a, an unboxing video whilst holding the phone in one hand and struggling to open the box with the other. They, 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 they are a, a genre in their own right. <laughs> And I shouldn't laugh, I know, but um, so but you can get um, sort of phone mounts for tri, you know, you can get a conventional camera tripod, not that expensive these days. 
and you can get little uh, phone mounts that will hold your phone on a tripod. Normally sort of um, some sort of spring-loaded mechanism with sort of rubber things on the end to sort of cushion the phone and still allow you to um, see the screen and start and stop the video and stuff like that. And normally, you know, if you're indoors, you're going to be relatively close to the phone when you're doing your video anyway. So you don't normally need an external microphone plugging in. And the audio I've found in, in my experience is generally reasonably good. And most people's um, videos on YouTube are mostly all done in a sort of similar way. So once you've got set up, obviously you need some decent lighting. That's it's it's more important, I would say, where you've got um, where the colour accuracy is important um, than anything else, because um, indoor lighting can give you a strange sort of tint or color shift sometimes you know gray things can look black um and, and stuff like that you know even to the naked eye from some angles you will see that and it, it becomes more apparent when you're trying to video something um practice makes perfect obviously so don't expect to produce you know a first class uh, video the first drop of a hat uh, some of mine I, i've ended up doing them sort of two or three times before i've been uh, happy with the eventual outcome now if you're doing sort of a video on a desktop or tabletop try and get somewhere that's near to a window so you've got as much natural light as possible if you don't have any um, artificial light that you can shine on I use for my normal sort of still photography. I've got a couple of um, sort of the, the sort of studio lights, not expensive, but they're quite big and bulky um, to sort of leave set up somewhere sort of thing. Um, but not expensive. I got them from Amazon and they give a very good flat and even lighting and very um, good color accuracy wise as well. Um, on your desktop, what you want to do when you get set up, if you're not able, to, if you're not able to view the screen of the camera um, whilst recording your video, it's a good idea to sort of put some little markers on your desk, you know, little bits of blue tack or something like that, just out of camera shot, so you know when you're moving things around on your desk in front of you you know what's within the camera shot and what's out of it. And so you know where the, the center of the shot is. So you can attempt to try and keep everything uh, well within the frame. There's nothing more annoying than somebody goes to show you something. You can't actually see it because it's it's disappeared slightly out of view sort of thing. So I normally um, put some you know, little blobs of blue tack or anything that happens to be to hand a couple of ornaments or something just outside of the frame so I know the sort of boundaries um, that I'm playing with when I'm sort of comparing things one one thing to another and what have you and you, you know I'm going to worry about oh is this in the frame or not um, it's just a small thing really but it, it does work quite well so 
you're ready to do your first video um, what I would suggest in the early start of things is try to keep the length of your video below about 10 minutes some of them do go on a bit longer and people are less likely to watch those those ones all the way through you have to remember um, the longer your video is uh, the more uncomfortable it is to watch on a small screen and a lot of people view videos now on their smartphones um, or tablets or whatever so the longer something is the the bigger the screen someone will tend to want to watch it on and also um, you know on in the at the first sort of in your first sort of attempts at doing video there's no harm in doing sort of several short videos and you know doing part one part two part three that sort of thing just to um, gain your own confidence that because I, I, I've done this myself where you start off on the topic and you you lose your train of thought about what you were going about to sort of say something no different from doing this podcast to be honest with you you know quite often um you know it's it's useful having Kareen at the other side of things where if if i have a, a, a brain what's it at some point she'll fill in the gap sort of thing <laughs> giving me time to sort of remember what comes next sort of thing and it's just the same when you're doing a video it's quite easy to sort of lose your train of thought uh, or start repeating yourself if you're not careful um but there we go and i think an obvious one and i think we hinted at this in a previous podcast is to show as much as possible of your planner there is nothing more annoying really than the first you know one or two minutes of a video being just of someone talking and um just the front cover of a planner everybody's going come on then open the thing up let's see inside it <laughs> and every sort of dying to see what what you've got to say about it and um they sort of sort of sat there looking at this thing it, it might as well be just a still photograph for all it matters you can actually don't you can actually do a video of course using still frame photos and then you just put an audio track over the top of it so you you keep the same still photograph for so many seconds or whatever you discuss that and then you change to the next one discuss that it's slightly harder to do i must admit um, it's not something i've tried myself but i do know people that have done that um so you know try to show what it is your video is about as much as possible rather than just the you know the, the planner cover as it were um and talking about the inside of things don't forget if you are videoing this thing and showing the internals of your planner don't forget to cover up any personal information if you're showing a diary layout and you're a bit um, hesitant about people seeing the contents of your diary that's understandable I, I have the same concerns myself when i do still photographs of them which of course are even you know more um, risky in terms of being able to be read um, there is no harm in mocking up something it's so it it looks the same as the one that you would be using say next week or whenever um, but you put some dummy information into the thing just to show what it's going to look like 
with some information in they don't you know the the viewer doesn't know that that's not an accurate uh, indication of what appointment you've got on whatever day and who you're meeting or whatever doesn't matter does it you can you, you know everyone can become john smith or whoever um, in terms of who you're meeting and no one will ever know the difference it doesn't matter and everybody will be more than happy it rather than um the other alternative of course is people use you know sticky um, notes or whatever over the top of information that might look a bit obvious and sort of doesn't purvey the the sort of uh, the information that you're rec um, recording on a daily basis or whatever so slightly off-putting maybe the um amount of editing you'd need to do on a video if it's only a short one some people go a bit over the top and they heavily edit the video uh, sort of almost in mid-sentence to try and take out some of the erms and the buts and all the rest of it i personally have never done that I certainly don't do it on there's only occasionally there's only a few bits and pieces that get edited on the podcast um but generally it's you know as you as we recorded it there's only a few glitches that get removed now and again and i would suggest doing the same with a video what i've done with any of mine is i've just recorded the thing and then have a suitably long period of silence at the beginning you know if if it's just focused on the planner not me and do the same at the end and then in the editing program you can just you know trim each end down in to cut those bits out where you've started and stopped the camera sort of thing and that, that's that's all i've ever done on some of mine it, it keeps it simple and um you know you don't need then sort of vastly expensive editing tools to do that you can actually i think although i've never tried it i must be honest um record live um to youtube itself and then edit it on the site itself i think it's called youtube capture um i would think though to be able to do that you need quite a very good um internet connection for that to work um it it will show up um any problems that you've got with your internet upload speed i would think if if there is a problem there so i in my case because i ours is a little bit sort of uh, slow by modern standards i tend to record all mine you know on my phone and then upload them later on um when it comes to um titling your videos and things the the best thing to do and i'll tell you why in a second is to actually include your channel username as part of the title each week when i'm doing uh, web finds i quite often um, come across channels that are full of pirated videos um, what they're doing is they're downloading your content uploading it to their own channel and then adding adverts um, to the to the pirated copy thereby making money from your content now these pirated channels do tend to stand out a bit because um, they're not obvious at first but you 
I get a bit suspicious when I see the same channel has uploaded, say, five videos in the space of one week, or one day even in one case. And this week alone, I actually came across one video that had been pirated by four different channels <laughs> within two weeks of it actually going live. So I was able to track back to the originator of the actual original uh, email, uh, sorry, video, and advise them that their video had been pirated on this channel, this channel, this channel, and this channel. And so they could then go and report it to... Um, YouTube and get them to take action. They tend to take action fairly quickly in taking down a video that gets pirated, but it it's just leaves a sort of a bad taste in your mouth when you see that sort of thing happen. Because, you know, we all know how much effort goes into making some of these things. And for someone to then come along and um, pirate the thing is, you know, pretty bad taste, really. I did come across someone... Um, whose whole channel had been pirated by a YouTube channel. And the trouble is, is you know, I can't, well, I can report them to YouTube, but they won't actually take any notice of me because I'm not the copyright holder. It really is down to the actual channel owner to um, report these things. But by putting your actual username as part of the title to your video, it doesn't help... Um, track down the actual owner of the um, original video. I can do it, uh, you know, long the long-winded way, but if I see the actual channel name as part of the title, um, it does make, make that bit of detective work a bit easier. Some of these pirates will actually change the titles, but generally, and they'll change the thumbnail that's used as the still picture, um, but generally what of course they don't alter is the actual runtime and the bulk of the title might change. I, I one of these ones though it was a video from two, 2015 and they relabeled it 2017 just to make it look uh, authentic but uh, it wasn't. And of course the other thing important thing to do um, if you want me to find your videos to appear in web finds on Tuesdays is to tag them. Um, now, if you're doing sort of ring-bound stuff, put a Filofax tag. Even if it's not a Filofax branded organizer, add the add Filofax as a tag because it's a unique word. We all know what it is. So even if it's a Kiki K or one of the other many brands, include in your, the the other tags that you're going to add. Um, to the video include Filofax because that will then pop out like a good one. And the same with um, you know Traveller's Notebooks. You put Traveller's Notebook in there as well as the brand name that it is. Well, you could be a homemade one of course as well. And then that helps me find your videos to um, then include them in web finds. Now when I actually do web finds each week um, a weekly run will run to something like about four to five pages of videos. I don't know how many that actually is in terms of numbers. Now, I don't include every single video in web finds. The web finds would end up being sort of, you know, two or three times the length it is. I tend to leave ones out that I've been told people 
tend not to watch as much. People are more interested in reviews. Um, they're interested in new uh, products that have just come to market. So videos about new items rather than um, existing ones. They tend not to be interested so much. Well, I do include a few, but not many. Um, weekly decoration videos. Um, if someone likes your style um, of how you decorate something, they will subscribe to your channel um, quite easily. And that's most probably the easiest way that they will you know, get informed of when you've got a new video there. And they'll come back and watch every single one sort of thing, um, rather than relying on me finding them for them. So they tend to be less used. Um, more obvious things, which I hadn't jotted down in the notebook, is make sure you are using horizontal video, not vertical video. So the, the, if you're doing it on a mobile phone, don't hold the, the phone in the normal way turn it on its side so it's landscape not vertical portrait um, it's easy to do but it's very frustrating to watch something that's been you know, turned through 90 degrees there is an exception to that in that facebook live always assumes portrait video um, or one that i watched the other day it wasn't possible to to turn around so might need to investigate that. As I say, do some trials first of any of these things. But as a general rule, always stick to sort of landscape video. There's nothing more annoying than vertical video. And I'll include a link to a, a humorous video about vertical video. And the um, when, when you're sort of um, actually sort of uploading uh, your video to to YouTube or whatever. Do try to respond to people's comments and what have you. Um, people don't always uh, respond to comments left on videos, or if they do, it's you know sometimes several weeks later in my experience. Um, you, you're actually looking to build up a relationship with your viewers, and you need to sort of. Um, you know, respond to, you know, things that they're asking about, or, you know, it might be a specific question about where you got something from, or, you know, how much it was, or, or any sort of related question. So it's always pleasant to have a sort of a dialogue with the, the actual video creator and what have you. And that way people will subscribe and then they'll come back again. So also obviously include the little message like I do on the podcasts. You know, if you've liked it, subscribe to it, share it. That's good because you want to get, you know, if you want to get more um, viewers, um, you want to get people subscribing and sharing your videos as widely as possible. You know, I can do so much through web finds, but there's nothing more like, you know, crowdsourcing uh, these things. So do share them yourself on, you know, if you've got a, a Facebook page or, uh, you know, you're on Twitter or one of the many things, do share links on there as well. And, you know, you'll start to sort of get, um, you know, subscribers sort of piling in there sort of thing over time. Which is encouraging because there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, thinking that you've spent sort of an hour or two 
preparing and then recording. You know, this this mythical ten minute video that only takes ten minutes. I'm afraid it doesn't it doesn't work like that. <laughs> we all um, suffer. You'd be surprised how long it takes because, especially if you've had to clear the dining table or whatever to to do it, and then you have to put it all back to normal again, sort of thing. And before the rest of the family appears, or your mum and dad appear, or whatever, um, there's nothing uh, worse than having to redo it all. But um, there we go. But more essentially, and, and I'll finish off on this one, is to actually enjoy making your videos. You know, don't let it become a chore. You know, enjoy making them and you know sharing them with people and getting their feedback, and that'll give you um, confidence. And it will help, you know, you'll, you know, get over the stage nerves, as it were, and you'll be able to talk to camera, you know, like a natural, and, and just be yourself. That that's the essential thing. There's nothing worse than sort of being a little mouse in the corner, sort of thing. Just be yourself. Enjoy doing it and and sharing stuff, and you know, with a passion. You know, enjoy the thing. You know, you're in, you enjoy using something. You know tell tell the rest of the world about it. it it you know it's it's all part of the fun anyway i'm going to finish off there you will find me as you as always on filofaxi.com and travelersnotebooktimes.com and on instagram as mr filofaxi and of course if you've enjoyed this podcast please like it share it and subscribe to it mm-hmm.